Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland. And today I wanted to share a brief topic that um, has been getting a lot of traction the more and more I talk about it and share about it on social media. And that is around the concept of procrastination. I have found that procrastination is the number one issue that holds people back because it's so multifaceted and it can be so sneaky and it can just come in and cause doubt and cause delay without you even really being conscious of it. It's not like some big scary thing necessarily that make you like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to just totally do this. I'm totally afraid. That's why I'm not going to do it. Therefore, I'm going to procrastinate, right? Like we did when we were studying for tests. We're like, oh, it's midterms. Oh, I'm going to put that off as long as possible, okay? But we're talking about things that like you want in life, your desires, your dreams, the vision that God has given to you to fulfill your purpose for his glory. And it's like, if we know that's the outcome that we're going for, then is it really this big conscious decision to procrastinate? I don't believe that it is. I think we have become so accustomed to procrastination. And it's it's a symptom of a deeper problem, right? When we procrastinate, we are delaying our dreams. We are delaying bringing Jesus his reward, which is when we fulfill our purpose, when we take those obedient steps of faith, when we are walking in action to fulfill our purpose, to glorify God in all that we do. So why is it that we procrastinate on that? Like what's happening between the moment that we have a dream, the moment that we have a desire that God puts in our heart, this vision of our future, and we have that like burst of excitement, that burst of motivation. But then what happens? Something causes us to not act on the decision to pursue it. Now, there might be a few of you who haven't even made the decision. Like you're so stuck in indecision that you haven't even made a decision, but indecision is a decision, just so that we're clear. <laughs> but so often we make a decision. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, this is awesome, Lord. Oh, I'm so excited because we get we get excited about it. God just birthed a vision in our life and it's amazing and it feels great. And there's this energy that's produced. And the craziest thing is that the energy that is produced when a vision first comes in, when God first bursts that inspiration into our lives of our purpose, of our mission, there's that, that new energy that is created as a creation energy. And the coolest thing about the creation energy is it can only be distributed when we are moving towards creating that vision, creating that purpose. We can't go for a run. We can't go take a nap. We can't go swim. We can't go for a bike ride. We can't do the normal 
activities that release energy. Okay. There's other things that happen that give us energy. And we can expel that energy by going for a run, by reading a good book, by having a good laugh, right? All these other ways to release that built up energy. Just ask my kids. I'm like, go run around the house three times. Come on, get going. <laughs> get some of that energy out. But creation energy is different. Creation energy is purposed for creation. I mean, think about it. That's the first attribute we learn about God is that he's a creator. And we are created in his image, which means we too are to create. You see, he gives us a vision. He gives us the purpose. And it's up to us to create it with him. He's constantly looking for those he can trust. You know, we might sit here and, and pray for bigger and better things. And he's like, but daughter, what have you done with the small things? What have you done with the dreams I've already given to you that you just let float away? Dreams are so much like bubbles. They're so fragile and light and they can take flight, but they're so easily deterred. They're so easily popped. We have to be protective of our dreams. For many of us, God has given us these dreams and desires and, and we let them pop or we let somebody else's hot air blow them off, off course. Have you ever taken a moment and just journaled to yourself all the dreams that God's given to you over the years? It's a pretty crazy exercise. I mean, I'm a visionary, like I'm a big time dreamer anyway. So it's like, it's an extensive exercise when I do it. <laughs> but to look on there, be like, wow, you know, God, I say you can trust me. And then I look at that sheet of paper and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't go after a lot of these. And it's that, that asking of forgiveness. Because it's, it was ways that he was trying to get you into action, trying to get you to work towards your purpose. It's your purpose. Okay. And the thing is, it's to glorify him. So like, he wants you to fulfill it. You know, he's not just like, oh, well, I mean, she snooze this, she loses. this. He's going to keep giving you different opportunities to go after what he's called you to do. Because he loves you and his promises are for you. But you got to prove that you can be trusted with the small things. Perhaps the promotion you want, perhaps the big salary you want, perhaps the big, big dreams that you have, perhaps they're not coming to fruition yet because you aren't being faithful in the small things. Perhaps it's something to think about. One of the main um, topics I work on with my clients around the issue of procrastination is this one question. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself? 
Because if you start to compromise on the little agreements that you make for yourself, for your benefit, if you start compromising on those, I can guarantee you're going to procrastinate on the bigger things that you're being called to do. Because you don't trust yourself. Because somewhere along the line, you have broken your word to yourself so many times that you don't think it's actually going to happen. And the more that you procrastinate, the more you don't follow through on the things that you say you want, the things you say you're going to follow through on, you're eroding the trust that you have with yourself. And when you break down that barrier of of not being able to trust yourself, that's going to come out in how you were able to relate to other people. If you can't trust yourself, other people aren't going to be able to trust you either, right? And I can also guarantee about your purpose, one, it's to glorify God, period. Like I know that hands down, no questions asked. That's what it's for. But two, I know it's to help somebody else. It goes so far beyond just you. Your obedience to walk in your purpose is going to lead to somebody else's breakthrough and understanding their purpose and understanding how God is calling them higher. It's the coolest thing to experience. Once I I really understood that. It was almost easy to say yes to walking in my purpose because it stopped being just about me. And oh, I'm going to mess this up. (laughs) It was about other people. And how could I delay on helping other people? find their purpose, live out their purpose, glorify God in every area of their life. Like, are you kidding? That is the coolest thing to be a part of. That is the coolest thing to journey alongside somebody. Like that, there's so much joy and fulfillment in that. Yes, please. No more doubt, no more delay. Yes, sign me up, Lord. But we tend to get really focused on ourselves. And so we procrastinate and we say things like, oh, I just don't have time. Is it even worth it? It's too hard. I don't know how, right? We can come up with every excuse. Okay. But you can have your excuse or you can have your results. Like you, you don't get both. You get, you pick one, pick one, (laughs) It's like shiny and Moana. Pick one, pick one. And I do realize that some of y'all might not have seen Moana. And so that was a very confusing reference. But for those of you who have seen it, you get it. And it's funny. But to really start to overcome procrastination, you have to genuinely believe in yourself. You have to genuinely believe in God's character. And like, you can't mess up what he has planned for you. Okay, you're not that powerful. 
but it's like, you got to get outside of yourself for a minute and be like, you know what? This is all for his glory anyway. So like, who am I to withhold glory from God? Nope. I don't want that. No, thanks. I don't want that kind of power. I don't want that kind of responsibility. That's gross. No, thank you. Nope. I'll glorify him all day long. Are you kidding me? Yep. Sign me up for that. <laughs> so you're not going to be able to like mess it up. He he very much understands that you're human and that, you know, things are going to happen and, and life is going to happen. You know, I work with a lot of moms and they're like, well, life showed up. Yeah. Every day, my friend, life shows up every day. We were all sick with the flu last week. Six out of eight of us. Six out of eight. I don't know what percentage that is, but it's more than half. And it was both parents. It was awful. <laughs> we were sick all week. Flu, body aches, fevers, the whole shebang. I still recorded podcasts. I still serve my clients well. I'm not saying you have to work through the flu. What I'm saying is when you are driven by something that's that's so far beyond just you, there's freedom there. There's freedom to be excited to show up in your purpose. And when we continue to say yes, when we continue to take those steps of obedient faith, which is action, like you got to do the things that that's showing up like, oh, Lord, I'm ready. I, I am showing up to serve in, in this purpose that you have called me to. And I know that there's going to be times when maybe life isn't getting in the way. I don't, I don't know when that's going to be because, I mean, it's life and life just shows up, right? But there's going to be other times where it's not your kids or some kind of like physical manifestation of delay. It could be very spiritual. It could be very emotional, right? Which is like doubt. When that little booger creeps in. Imposter syndrome, doubt and faith both require belief. They're a form of belief. Doubt is when you believe in the unpleasant outcome, the one you don't want. Faith is when you believe in the outcome you do desire. Here's the thing. You ready? Neither exists in this moment right now. You get to choose. You're not at either future yet. You're not at the future where it all goes wrong. You're not at the future where it all goes right. You're right here right now. If you are going to choose to visit a future, choose to visit the future where you took faith. Choose to believe in a future of walking out your purpose, of getting to experience the abundant life that God has called you to experience. The choice is yours, my friend. Here's the thing. No matter what, no matter what, the circumstances, the people, no matter what, nobody has the authority to take that choice away from you. Nobody. So what are you choosing to believe? I'm so, so passionate about it because my dad died at 63 years old from Alzheimer's. And it just like sent me in a tailspin of wanting to understand the brain because I, I watched him lose his ability to choose. His brain was broken. It didn't work anymore. The, the synapses weren't connecting. That's the only example of you not being able to choose. So when I witnessed that, when I watched all that go down and after he died, I was like, man, I never want to take for granted my ability to choose one thought over another. I never want to take that for granted again. And so every time you are presented with a choice of thought, 
you get to make it. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter about your past. Does it have influence over you? Sure, but it doesn't get to control your future. Right here in this present moment, the next thought is yours. And you see, God knew this was gonna be something we were gonna struggle with on the regular. That's why we are told to take our thoughts captive to Christ. That's why we are told to daily be renewing our mind. He knows how powerful our brain is. (laughs) Of course he knows how powerful it is. And that's why he's like, daughter, you got to watch it. Take those thoughts captive, my friend. That's what you got to do. Procrastination is avoidance. What are you avoiding? Sometimes all it takes is to start asking yourselves these questions. Why am I not taking action? Well, because my kid's sick. Okay. But was there not any little thing I could have done today to take action? Is there not any little thing I could have done? I have six kids. Every day, I can do something to move the needle of pursuing my purpose every single day. Now, here's the thing. That doesn't mean every single day I have to create content. That doesn't mean every single day I have to be up running around and I have to be on all these calls and I have to be, I have to be do, 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 do. That's not what it means. Who, what am I doing to become? Even if all I do that day is get present with the Lord, that counts. Sometimes that's the biggest needle mover I can do is get in his presence. Be aware of his presence. It's powerful. Praying, worshiping him, resting in him. I'm mean, say go like just watch Netflix and rest because you need to rest. That's not the kind of rest he's calling you to. <laughs> he's going to fill your cup, but you got to go drink from the living source. You know what I mean? And that's not Netflix. What are you trying to avoid? It's time to deal with the things you got to deal with. Like, if you're if you're praying for these big things in your life and you're not getting them, he's probably trying to uproot some stuff that he wants you to deal with. Talked about it before. He likes to like sift it all to the top so we can scrape it off and move on. That's the sanctification process. Like our goal should be to become more and more Christ-like each and every day. And what does that require? Each and every day, we die to ourselves a little bit more. I, it's not a very pleasant process the refiner's fire, (laughs) but it's necessary. And the way that you come out after, and you're like a, a polished gem, you're so shiny and you're able to reflect his glory. I say it all the time. That's why we shine. It's all about bringing him his glory. And once I wrapped my head around that, again, it just... It made it easier to be like, can can you, you might not be able to show up for yourself today, but can you show up for the one who died for you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you need to deal with? What do you need to work out? Allow him to minister to your heart. Allow you to get over the things that you need to get over so that you can Quit having those excuses and you can boldly be pursuing your purpose. Like, what do you want? What is the vision he has put in your heart? What is he calling you to do? Those gifts, those talents he's given you, it's to, it's to use so that he can flow through you to help others and then glorify his name. It's not just about you, princess. Sorry. And I say that with a little bit of attitude. 
because it took a little bit of attitude for me to get it through to myself. (laughs) So I'm saying it to me too. Anytime I get like, oh, woe is me about things. And there's, y'all, life's hard. There's some things to be, oh, woe is me about, okay? But you can sit there and you can have a pity party and you can take a moment. Sure, go ahead. Take a moment. Moment. Not a monument. Don't don't make a monument out of molehill. Take your moment and then remember who it's really for. And then get excited and get after it. Because when you take a minute and you really get with God and like, okay, Lord, what, what is this vision that you have for me? What is it that I really desire? What are you calling me towards? I then want you to ask yourself, why is it that I don't have it yet? Like what's what's happened? Do I believe I can't have it? That means I don't believe your word. Like these are the questions you have to ask yourself, people. And I know they seem really simple, but they're really hard to digest and to get through. You got to get honest with yourself. This is why working with a coach is really important because oftentimes we don't want to deal with it. So we don't. But when you have a coach, that's what you're doing. You're working through all the stuff. She's helping you to see the parts of your potential that you've been blinded to because of past hurts, past pains, things of that nature. So when you answer the question, why don't I already have what I desire to have? You're going to come up with a lot of thoughts and they're, they're doubts, right? Because I don't have the funds, because I don't have the time, because I don't have the energy, because I don't have the resources, right? Just you'll come up with a lot of things. It's easy to come up with what we don't have. And then I want you to flip the script and I want you to think, okay, what if I choose to think the opposite? So if you write out all those doubts that came up and all the reasons why, all the excuses why you don't have what you have or you can't have what you want, right? Once you come up with all of those and you write all those down and then you ask yourself, what if I choose to think the opposite instead? What if I choose to think I can get the money? I can create the time in my day. I can produce the energy required. I can obtain the knowledge needed to know how. Just play for a little bit. What if? What if you choose to think the opposite of doubt, which is faith? It takes practice because it's not easy. It takes practice. Your faith muscles need to be developed. That's why the Bible talks about spiritual maturity. You don't give steak to an infant right? It's time to start growing some spiritual maturity here. And this is allowing yourself to have these hard conversations. But this is why, this is why at the very beginning, I asked the question, do you trust yourself? Because if the answer to that is no, these kind of exercises that help get you to freedom are really challenging to do alone because you don't trust yourself. You can talk yourself into or out of anything. The difference between The person who has what they want and the person who doesn't is procrastination. And it can show up in all kinds of ways. It's indecision, it's doubt, it's delay, those excuses. It's time to rewrite the story in your head. The story that you're too old, the story that you're not good enough, the story that I'm not equipped, whatever it is for you, whatever that story is, it's time to cancel that. That's not you. That's not who he's called you to be. He says that you're more than enough. So like, what if what if you started just walking on faith that his word is true and you like just kind of let your emotions come along for the ride after that? 
Because here's the thing, your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions, your feelings, that causes you to take action or not to take action. So if you are not doing the things to reach the results that you want and you find your time, you find yourself a lot of the time saying, I just feel like it. I'm not in the mood. What thoughts would you have to be thinking to produce the feelings that you are in the mood, (laughs) that you do feel like it until you can train your brain to rewire that way? And at the moment you say something like, oh, I don't feel like it. You go, oh, no, I take that thought captive and you rewire it. Okay, what do I need to be thinking about so that I do feel feel like it? And for me, it was okay, this is going to glorify God. Oh, done. Like that's the biggest why it, yes. Do I have why for my children and why for my husband and all, you know, everybody says, you got to start with why, and you got to, you got to hold tight to your why and yes, but it has to be so much greater than temporary. And for me, it was locking in on is what I'm doing, glorifying God. Like, did I do everything I possibly could today to bring glory to his name and how I treated people, how I treated myself, how I showed up in the world today. That make him smile. Okay, that that became my driving force. So on days that I didn't like feel like it, I I would remember those thoughts and I would replace those good glorifying thoughts with the ones that were about, oh, you don't feel good. You don't feel like it. Mood. You know, you take those thoughts captive and you replace them with the positive thoughts that give you the energy to get out there and follow through on your purpose. Because remember, at the inception of that dream, the energy needed, required to fulfill that dream was impregnated inside of you the moment that that dream came in. So you have to go back and tap into it. It's there. You have to go back and tap into it. And then the motivation comes. But here's the thing. As you get going and as resistance comes up, because it's going to happen, you have to rely on your discipline. You have to have developed a plan to counter to break through the resistance that comes against you. If you don't if you don't plan for that, when it comes, you're like, ah, and you're taken off guard, which is great. Like we should just know. We we should just know. We've been around long enough. <laughs> we should know we're gonna face resistance. Period. But we're still kind of like thrown off about it. When it's like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm good. All right, this is my plan. This, I'm gonna rely on my discipline. These are my discipline habits that keep me moving forward. Even in resistance, discipline is not a bad word. It's not a word to be afraid of. It is, it is loving yourself. It is, it is showing God, yes, you can trust me with this mission. I will be disciplined to follow through for you. It's a mind shift. It's a perspective shift. But that's where flow really starts happening. And you see more and more overflow and favor and abundance happening in your life because he keeps giving you a little more and a little more. You've been faithful with this daughter. I'm expanding your territory. I'm growing your influence. Continue to be faithful. Continue to walk it out. I'm here for you. Good job. I know you want that for yourself and you can have it. Don't delay anymore and boldly and passionately pursuing your purpose. It's all to his glory. And it's all to help other people 
So like, take that weight off your shoulders, that it's something you have to produce. Like it's something you have to prove. No, it's a fun ride. Is it hard? Sure. Is it fun? Absolutely. You'll have the time of your life because your purpose, when you're in your purpose, there's an anointing there. So whatever you've been procrastinating on, whatever vision God has given your heart that you've just like put a hard pause on, I want to challenge you to sit down with a piece of paper and like dump it all out. Get really honest with yourself. Ask yourself, do do I trust myself? Do I trust myself in a moment? Do I trust myself with this vision that God has given to me? If not, why? Lord, show me why. What has happened to me in the past, Lord, that I don't believe that this is for me? Allow him to minister to your heart. Okay? All right, my friends. I know it went deep, but I'm so passionate about it because procrastination will kill your dreams faster than anything else. Don't procrastinate anymore. Your dreams matter so much because it will glorify the Father. And I am so passionate about helping people to pursue their dreams and live fully awake to all the goodness that God has for you. All right, my friends, that's all I have. Remember, the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.